Hello, everyone, on my podcast, Be Heard, Women Empowering Women. Today is a very historic day because we are letting the first male guest into our castle. (laughs) But there's a good reason for that. Before I introduce him, I'm going to tell you that reason. It is statistical fact that women live longer than men. Most women live at least 15 years longer than their husbands. And we have life insurance, most of us, and we think that's going to be the ticket and that's going to solve our problems, but it's not always what we think it is. So I met this young man, um, his name is Andy Cohen, and he reviews policies and tells you if you have what you think you have. All right. So Andy, introduce yourself a little bit. Thank you, Mimi. Thank you so much. First off, it is an honor to be the first male on the show. I uh, love the show. Uh, really, really happy to be here. So my name is Andy Cohen. Uh, myself and my wife uh, own a uh, local life insurance agency called Pivotal Life Insurance. And we're a little bit unique because we work with uh, seniors typically, and we find that about 75% of our clients are women. Uh, so we uh, we offer a free service where we do policy reviews to women because, as we know, women are a lot more, I don't want to say smarter, but for the purpose, definitely more detailed, definitely more detailed than men. And mm-hmm. uh, I find myself working with a lot of women. So my, myself and my wife, we own this life insurance agency. I'm kind of the mouthpiece. I'm doing the talking here, but you know, behind every good man, uh, there's a good woman. So I have an amazing woman in my wife, Greta. So I must be semi-decent. And uh, we uh, we do a lot of work with women. So glad to be a part of it and, and share some stories and challenges and that sort of thing. Thank you, Andy. So I'll, I'll tell the girls and women that listen to this podcast. I have a lot of young women that listen to our podcast and they're not thinking about life insurance, even if they are married sometimes in their 20s. You don't think about that stuff. And um, that's another reason why I wanted Andy to come on today because it's not just about seniors making sure they have what they think they have it's educating young women you know so um Andy let me ask you because I met you in a very odd way (laughs) you were at an event I was not invited or attending the event happened to be passing through and talked to your wife and then talked to you and decided that we needed to get together. So when you are focusing on seniors, um, how do you show them what they have and don't have? And how do you talk to them about that? Yeah. So uh, very, very carefully and with, with detail, uh, really with a fine tooth comb, I'll go through those policies. So you know, to, to give you a little background, what ends up happening is about seven out of 10 people that have insurance haven't talked to their agent for you know decades since they got the policy or took out a policy from an ad they saw on TV recently um, and just aren't really fully um, knowledgeable on the details of what they have. So yeah. what I do is really break it down and in, in, in layman's terms and explain the differences and the different types of policies and review their policy often i have to give bad news 
uh, which is the tough part, uh, one of the tougher parts of the job. But, uh, you know, it feels good to be able to give a thumbs up and say, good job. You got the right policy. Hang on to this. Uh, it does feel good. But unfortunately, a lot of people are here, you know, that, that do what I do in the insurance industry. They're, they're just there to push and sell insurance. So mm. what we find is that you know, there's not a lot of places for women, uh, seniors especially, to turn to get an honest assessment of their policies. So, you know, I spent a lot of time doing that service and um, and, and just conveying the details. Right. Uh, it really generally starts with the differences and the different types of policies, which I can get into for you. Later um, on, we get into that. Okay, perfect. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really want to talk about, too, the, the idea that nobody likes to talk about life insurance because that means that you're admitting you're going to die someday. We don't want to think about that. Nobody thinks about it. And sadly, we live in a very chaotic world. We do. And um, unfortunately, the news two days ago, I think, showed a policeman. They had video of him proposing to his girlfriend on the beach, beautiful. Three days later, he was dead. Someone shot him. Now, they weren't even married yet, so, but the idea I'm getting at is these were young people. They had no reason. So I know when I was young and I got married very young, um, I, I knew about things like homeowner's insurance and life insurance because I worked for an insurance company. I worked for Prudential, okay? And my ex-husband was like, you know, what do we need insurance for? We're renting. I said, you never know. Sure enough, there was a fire and we recovered, right? So a lot of young people don't think that way. So I know for me, um, I trusted you. I have had people come to me before and they've turned out to be scammers. And I usually see through it immediately. So what's the, uh, what can you tell us about that, about people out there trying to scam people? Oh, wow. So mm -hmm. I mean, first off, they make my job, uh, difficult because nobody wants to most people aren't comfortable initially having a conversation because they're worried about that rightfully so yeah. um, they also make my job easy because if you do it right <laughs> and you know you're adding value you end up building great relationships getting re referrals and working through families and that sort of thing but it's so common you know, and I work with younger women, younger men. I work with a lot of seniors I, I, across the board and mm -hmm. everyone's been in, in this situation, it seems. Yeah. But seniors the most seem to be targeted for these scams, spammers. I mean, how many phone calls do you get yeah. in one day trying to sell you something? It's like it's crazy oh, out there. And I'm going to tell them my experience with you. So I um, I had Andy come over and look at my policies and. You know, through the years I have, every year I have a thing where in January, we take out the policies and we go over them. I say we, but it's really me because my husband, yeah, he gets lost. But we go through it and I'll say to him, oh, you know what? This policy just went down 50% in value. It's not worth it. I don't think we should give them that money anymore. So we did, we uh, had one, it was $80 a month. And I said, no. We're going to put that $80 in the bank every month in our savings, and we're going to cancel the insurance. Now, everybody does a different way of financing and thinking about things. But to me, that was a good thing. When Andy came over, he looked over my policies, and it, it could have been a 10-minute visit. 
but Andy and I both like to talk and tell stories. So he was here three hours. <laughs> it was a great and time. It was fun. And then at the end, he said, Mimi, you did a good job. However, when you got all this insurance, it used to be $10,000 around there to bury, have someone's funeral, all that stuff. And now, unfortunately, it's probably closer to 15000 So I did get a $5,000 small policy just for that reason at a good cost. So let me tell you, he's not out to sell you some big insurance policy you can't afford. That was really a good day. So having said that about the policy, I don't think people realize that the policy might have changed. Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah, you are so right. So first off, to comment on that, I, I had a great time that day. I was there about three hours. It was just <laughs> like unexpected. But thank you. I mean, you had, you're organized, you're thorough, you're detailed, you're sharp, you had your policies laid out. And like you said, you reviewed them every year in January. You are not the norm, Mimi. Unfortunately, most people don't do that. And they wait and they just kind of hope and pray that everything's okay. And then come, you know, the time when the end or when somebody needs to look closely at their policy or, mm-hmm. or claim, unfortunately, it doesn't always work out. So, um, yeah, it's it's interesting. There's many different types of policies. What you're referring to is something called universal life insurance. And it's complex. I won't spend a ton of time talking about it, but I will say that the cash value that grows with the policy every time you make a premium payment, the company takes out their cost of, of having you on the books. And then the difference um, between their cost and the insurance goes into a cash value fund and that grows. And every year it grows. When you had the policy for 10, 15, 20 years, you feel good because you get a cash value statement and you're like, all right, we got some money in there. Mm-hmm. It's nice to have. Um, but unfortunately, as you get older, the cost of the company to insure you goes up. So when the cost of the insurance company goes up to you and you're, you know, 70, 65, 70, 75, you had this policy for 20, 25, 30 years. The, what they do is they use the cash value to cover the additional costs. So it covers their costs. So the premium you're paying now, there's no margins in there. The premium Mm -hmm. is, is what you pay and your cash value stops growing. Well, once you get to a certain age and the cost of the insurance company surpasses the premium, which happens all the time, then your cash value starts to go down. It's the worst feeling. So, you know, asking somebody if they get cash value statements and then they say, Oh yeah, no, most of them don't look. And then what ends up Mm -hmm. happening is I go over, I do a policy review and I see that I have, you know, five last five years of statements they had 22,000, then it's 18,000, then it's 14,000. And I say, oh my gosh, you only have $5,000 left. And they say, well, I still have the insurance. Well, with universal life, that's not necessarily the case because you actually have to, the cash value funds the policy. So when your cash value gets to zero, you either have to pay an astronomical rate to keep it alive. Yeah. When you have fixed income, it's impossible, or you just let it go. So I identify a lot of those early Maybe you, you, you did good, but about seven out of 10 policies, I, I have some kind of an issue. And, and the last point about that is universal life came out in 1979. And in the 80s and the 90s, 25%, one out of four policies sold were universal life. Well, it was like- stop you there because sure. you talk quickly. Okay. And I want people to realize Andy is not talking about a company called universal. 
he's talking about a type of insurance. And Andy actually, um, he works, he has 21 insurance companies in his pocket, let's say. So he's, it doesn't matter to him who you pick or what your needs are. He's there to help you make sure you have them, right? Exactly. So I know for myself, like the term and the whole, um, you know, I thought one insurance policy was whole term and the other was term. And I had to get that straightened out uh, years back. And I don't think, think people understand the difference. So um, tell us the difference between term life insurance and whole life insurance. So, yeah. So major, major difference. And again, most people don't know this and it's not, it's not really your responsibility to know, to be frank, it's the responsibility of the agent that sold you the policy to have explained it properly and to prepare you. And that's the, that's the issue that it happens the majority of the time. It's, mm-hmm. it's not because somebody just forgot or they didn't know or they didn't educate themselves. It's because they weren't properly educated. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we, we covered universal life. And like I said, that was extremely popular. That was a product that's sold by many, many companies under different names, you know, adjustable life, variable life, uh, you know, universal life. So that's a unique animal. But the two main products, like you said, maybe are term life and whole life. So term life is ideal when you're in your primary earning years. It lasts you for a term. So it's a 10-year, 20-year, 30-year term. And you'll have peace of mind. You'll have large potential payouts if there's passing. You'll have financial security. And it's designed for that financial security during your primary earning years. Mm-hmm. So you, know, you get good bang for your buck, you know, half a million, million dollar, a couple hundred thousand dollar large policies. When you see the select quote commercials all day on TV, they're advertising term insurance. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you get them for a dollar a day and these, these great low rates for high payouts, it's term insurance. Unfortunately, term insurance doesn't have any cash value. So that means that, you know, beyond the value of a, uh, heaven forbid, a death claim while you have the policy in place uh, and the peace of mind that you could potentially have a death claim, there's no other value. You can't call the insurance company and say, you know, my husband didn't pass. I want my money back. You didn't have to pay me. It doesn't work that way. There's no cash value. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, about 98% of them hit their term and they expire. So, you know, it's good to have it, but it doesn't last forever. They're not permanent. The other issue is a lot of those policies have provisions in the policy where you can keep it to, you know, 80 years old, but the rate will go up periodically over time. And yeah. a lot of people, listeners, I'm sure have seen that. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, the New York Life AERP plan is, is one I addressed yesterday. I've seen that one, you know, probably a hundred times. Um, and, um, you know, that, that happens every five years, the rates go up. So most of those policies have those provisions where you can keep it for a certain period of time, but the rates will go up over time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all those policies expire at age 80 and, and correction. There's a few companies now that offer to 85 or 90, but regardless, you can keep it that long, but the rates are astronomical and just unaffordable. Let's talk so, about whole, whole life insurance. So, so whole life is, is permanent. It lasts forever. It never goes away. Uh, the rates will always be there. Uh, there are whole life plans that are actually designed for seniors 
there's whole life that's designed for children, for babies, for you and your in your in your mid years and your working years. But permanent insurance is is what whole life insurance is. The rates will never change. They'll never expire. Uh, mm-hmm. It's always going to be the same. That has the cash value. Those whole life policies are are very valuable and sought after. They're more expensive, generally speaking, um, than term life insurance because it's a guaranteed payout. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the difference. If you're looking for insurance to cover final expenses, which is extremely common because you mentioned the cost of funerals about fifteen thousand, you were right on. Um, and um, you know, if you want to make sure that a legacy is left for your family when you pass, you need whole life insurance. Again, mm-hmm. whole life is for when you die. Versus term life being for if you die during a time frame. I uh, I had one of my policies. Well, I only have one policy on myself, you know, and it's for $10,000. And Andy called the company and he checked it out and, and he could not believe that nothing had changed. Like the premium hadn't gone off, the amount had got down. He said, wow, I can't believe this. Well, I got it 30 years ago or more. So he said to me, do you want to get another... Uh, five thousand on it to cover expenses. I says no. I don't want to leave him any money. <laughs> <laughs> I have all these insurance policies on my husband, and I have a few <clears throat> that are accidental life insurance. And Andy goes, "Well, you know the odds." I said, "You don't know my husband. <laughs> the odds are actually more leaning towards he will go that way." <laughs> he's, I mean, he's climbed volcanoes in his youth and done crazy, crazy things. But before we um, run out of time, I do want to ask you this. Older people, including myself, our memories aren't sharp as they were when we were 20. And you forget where your keys are, your phone is, and whatever. All day long, this goes on. So what if you go in and they can't find their policy? It it doesn't matter. So uh, that happens, I'd say, probably about half maybe even more of the policy oh, reviews I do. They don't have their policies. It's in a, a, a you know safety deposit box in the bank or buried in a closet or their children have it up in New York. It happens mm-hmm. all the time. So what yeah. I do is- Go ahead. And I, what I, I do what you, what you sell, uh, we call the carrier. And we do it as a team. I love that part. You know, yeah, we do it as a team. I introduce myself. I'm not authorized to talk to the carrier without you being available. Exactly. Right? exactly. And- so, Again, to the younger women listening to this, if we kept you, if we kept your interest, you have parents. And a lot of times you're not thinking about their insurance. Why would you? You either assume they have it or they told you they have it. My mother was in bad shape and I had to put her in a nursing home. And um, she decided that she didn't want to go on. So she did sort of a, I don't know what you'd call it, end of life mission, not taking medications, not eating, not drinking. And I went to see her. She's in Pennsylvania, I'm in Florida. And, you know, the nurses and I talked and we knew she was going to die. We knew. So I made sure when I put her in the nursing home that I got made trustee, et cetera, called her life insurance. She had not paid the premium in three months. And I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Now I was very, I was very lucky because they, they, I didn't tell them she was dying, but I just said, oh, I just found out she wasn't paying anything. Okay. She said, you, they said, you send us the three months and we'll keep the insurance active. I lucked out. 
But my point there is, I think you need to have a conversation with your parents if they're alive. Am I correct about that? Totally, totally. I talk to seniors all the time that say, oh, no, my daughter took my policy out for me. It happens all the time. Yeah. And I say, well, let have your daughter please call me. And when I do hear from them, again, seven out of ten times, there's some kind of an issue. Because the, the, the daughter is looking at life insurance, how she would view life insurance, but when you're talking about a burial type of policy, mm -hmm. uh, whole life versus term, th those technical details come, uh, th they become important. And unfortunately, the agents that sell, and I'm generalizing here, they generally have niches. So, you know, if, if somebody calls and they get a 30 year old on the phone, uh, a mother of two just married, they're going to try to sell them that policy when they find out it may be for their mother. Mm -hmm. um, there's a whole another portfolio of products that they're not looking at. Exactly. And, and what I like about you, Andy, and your type of company um, is that your interest, it's not self-interest and it's not um, your, for the insurance company that you represent, because like I said, you have 21 that you can deal with. I had a woman come here quite a few years back about health insurance. And it was the same thing. She represented many, many companies. She looked at everything, our health records, decided what was good for us. And for my um, secondary insurance, because I have Medicare, she ha had me get Universal United, wait, United American, yes. But she had me get a plan F. So a few years ago, I was at something where they had a stand with an insurance man and I went over to him and I told him what I had. And he said, they did away with plan F, but your grandfather did. I have the best health plan. <laughs> so my, my dear goddesses out there, my queens, my message is to do these things young, look into this stuff, if, even if you're not married. You know, check your parents' insurance. Make sure I have a, a grandson whose girlfriend's father died unexpectedly. No insurance. They had a GoFundMe page. And they only raised about 8000 which, the, you know, wasn't enough. So I not, this was very good. I We could talk forever. Andy and I are kindred souls for sure. But um, is there anything else you want to add that we might not have mentioned that you think is important? Yeah, well, I mean, you mentioned great things, of course, no, you know, the valuable information. I'll reiterate a couple of those things and expand a little bit because um, the average age for women of passing at birth is actually 79. And the average age, this is actually statistics from the Social Security Administration uh, in 2021, I believe, for men was 73. Mm. So women on an average and it sometimes it's way longer and i've seen it many times but on mm -hmm. an average gonna live six years longer well uh, when when you're dealing with final expenses and things like that could be they can be detrimental the other thing is that the social social security gives a one-time benefit of 255 uh, dollars it's, it's been the same since 1954 but uh it, it's not going to change. It's not very much. And unfortunately, it only gets paid out to a surviving spouse. Right. So, you know, the, the, the surviving spouse may receive that, but now there's one less check coming into the home. It's the Absolutely. larger, it's the larger of the, of, of the benefit. But when you're, you know, hit with a 15,000, 18,000, $12,000 funeral bill. Um, we're going to have to wrap. 
You're trying to liquidate that. Yeah. It's, it's a tough pill to swallow. Three minutes. No problem. The, the last thing I want to say is that you know, forty-seven percent of women actually own life insurance. Fifty-eight percent of men, but women benefit from life insurance yes, way more. more. Yeah, right? we're we're Maybe. more likely, and you're right. And so that's my point. I want for sure the seniors, the senior women, and also the young women to understand that they have to look at these things. You don't want to have to think about it, but it's very important. And um, Andy is, like I said, he is the type of guy I would see because he's not representing one company. And I already have experienced that luxury with health insurance and life insurance. And I love that you came on and I'll have to send you some kind of medal. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> you keep it. You earned it. Thank and you, you can, that spiffy shirt, you could send one to my husband. <laughs> he oh, likes, yeah. Glad to. Yeah. No problem at all. No problem. Okay. I hope this was helpful to everybody. I like to educate. That's what I do, whether it's about toxic men or good men like Andy. So we'll <laughs> see you again. Thank, Thank you. you so much. And uh, if, if anybody needs to reach me, I do want to throw my, my number. I'm local here in South Florida. It's 561-412-5500. And I do, I work with a range of carriers, 21 of them. So yeah. glad to help any women in any age range. And I was really glad to be on the show, Mimi. I appreciate you having me. Oh, good. I did. I enjoyed it. We'll have to see. Well, we'll see each other again. I'm going to see you again. All I, right. I you a shirt. I'll bring you a shirt. You're going to be friends. <laughs> I can't wait. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time.